Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by John o. Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Hello. Hello. And uh, we are here to this evening. We're going to be starting off by talking about uh, the horrifying violence that's uh, engulfing uh, Israel slash Palestine. And uh, yeah, or Palestine, I think. Uh, t- uh, <laughs> Just trying to be inclusive, you know, like that yes. that area, however people wish to label things. Sure. <clears throat> um, if you have uh, thoughts and opinions you'd like to share with us, you can do that in a few different ways. You can email us, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Uh, Facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is how are you find our community there. Or uh, at civilpoliticsfm is how you tweet at us. Um and we do also have our own website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com, that has previous episodes of the show and supplementals and uh, links to things we talk about. So, also our 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 uh, our special trusted source news search. Uh, if you want to uh, consult that to perhaps uh, look for information on this uh, really uh, inflammatory topic. Yeah. So can should I, I say, dive? Go, go can ahead. Can I say something up on up top? Um, just yeah. Just so I didn't want to. Clear. So <laughs> um, you didn't want to. Okay. God no. <laughs> this is one of those rare times. I'm clear. like, yeah, no. I think I think I'll let someone else talk. Maybe it's a good time for me to listen. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only time you've Let's ever said this recording. That. <laughs> So just so everybody Can we talk knows. about something non-controversial, you know, like Black Lives Matter, something I can really weigh in on as a country club wasp? <laughs> so just so everybody's aware, and this is I this is very very important. When we're talking about Israel and Palestine, we are talking about the country of Israel and Palestine. That the area of the world, the people that live there. We are not talking about religion at all. Just be if you criticize Israel, that doesn't mean that you're anti-Semitic. That doesn't mean you. That's not you know. You might be. I'm not. But <laughs> maybe anti-Netanyahu. <laughs> that's an easy position to take. But uh, there sometimes is this configuration. Is that a word? Con conflation. Conflation. Yeah, there it is. There's a conflation of the country and the faith. We are talking about the country. I just want to say that. You know, I've actually been been thinking about this. And while I I share that position with you, I think I've got some idea as to why uh, uh, people continue to, to, to make that accusation uh, beyond like the, oh, it's a way to score political points, you know, mm-hmm. like there's there's, you know, there are the Ted Cruz's of the world who will say anything to to, to you know, uh, you know, insult their opponents or accuse them of bad faith or action, you know, or whatever. So, 
Um, or, you know, like Kevin McCarthy today saying like, well, unlike the left, we don't stifle free speech and debate. And that's why we're stifling Liz Cheney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, we might get to that later in the show, depending on how quickly we're able to solve this naughty problem in the Middle East. Um, but the the thing that strikes me is at its core, uh, Israel was created uh, and certainly is seen by many people in Israel, especially the quote-unquote conservatives, uh, the people uh, who are with Benjamin Netanyahu and then to his right, of which there are quite a few. Um, they see Israel explicitly as an, a Jewish ethno-state, and it is you know by Jews and for Jews, and uh, so to attack Israel, to say Israel is doing bad things and, you know, much less to say like, you know, is it is the state of Israel legitimate is to attack the whole concept of Jew, of Jewishness to to say, well, if we're invalidating a, a, a Jewish political entity, how is that not an attack on, you know, Jewish politics on on the Jewish identity? On, you know, how is that not anti-Semitic? And I, I don't think it has to be. I don't, I don't agree with that formulation. But I think I see. I think, I, I think that's that's the root of it. You know. Yeah, that totally is. Okay. It's just, Good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. That that I, I think that is definitely part of it. A, a large part of it. Uh, the the way that Israel was you know created the way that the 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 people that live there it is a it is a primarily jewish country and their their laws and um their their community their culture is very is based on you know judaism that's that's a fact sure but we can't allow that to keep us from criticizing political and military decisions by a a sovereign nation i very much agree yeah and um, i just it it, it especially against the, their people that they are um occupying exactly they occupying yes yeah and i thought trevor noah actually had a a good thoughtful uh uh, short video essay uh, on this on the the Daily Show just the other day. Did you see that? Oh, I by didn't chance? see it. I didn't. I haven't watched yes. the Daily Show in a oh, while. I'll look for it if you tell us about it. Uh, uh, well, in this case, your your loss. Um, uh, he, he well he he said, look, uh, you know, in, in the the violence between um, the Israelis and the Palestinians. Um, he said. Um, he said it reminded him of when he was uh, when he was younger, because um, I guess he had uh, uh, his mother uh, remarried, and so he had half brothers who were significantly younger than him, like more than fifteen years younger than he was, uh, or than he is. You know, so they were little kids when he was, you know, like high, you know, in high school and college, and. Uh, you know, so his four-year-old brothers would be having a temper tantrum and they'd be flailing and kicking and whatever. And his mother 
gave him a talking to and is like, you can't respond to this, you know, like you can't, you know, hit back. You can't respond to, you know, meet their violence with violence because they can't really hurt you and you can do a lot of damage to them. And, you know, they're a little kid and you're a grown up, you know, you just, there's just a huge disparity in, in what in the damage either of you can inflict uh, or, or receive. And uh, he said, you know, so not to infantilize the people of Palestine or whatever, or to, to, to put too much. That's, that's where I was going. <laughs> put too much spin on this here, but just fundamentally it's like Israel has an army that has, you know, some of the latest uh, equipment from the United States. They have an air force, <laughs> you know, they, I mean, they, we send they, our police officers yeah. to train in anti-insurgent tactics with the Israeli army. Yeah. They are a, a they are a, a resource of military intelligence. Yeah. So the, the, the Israeli defense force is a formidable uh, military and the Palestinians don't have anything like that. And even our own Nicole LaChapelle went over to yeah. learn about right from East Hampton, the mayor of East Hampton. Yeah, but she didn't go for police training. Running. Yeah, she didn't go no, but didn't, for anti-insurgent training. <laughs> she went, I think she went to sort of understand their yeah. tactics and their... She yeah, went over the to they, understand more about the, the polity and trying to build bridges between communities, which is not what John yeah. was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, John was actually uh, like, it, that's it, an interesting rabbit hole we could go down if you like about sort of the intersection between, uh, uh, how Israel cracks down on, on the Palestinians with, you know, the, the, the violent crowd control methods they use and how the police in our country respond to protesters here. And again, that sort of links Black Lives Matter and the Palestinians in non-joking ways like I did earlier. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree hours, with that. Though. <laughs> well, not for this one broadcast, no. no. <clears throat> well, it would be a hell of a supplemental episode, so maybe we should think about it. Anyway. But yeah. so I, I thought it was I thought it was a uh, an interesting argument that, you know, he makes more clearly than I do because it's him actually expressing his own thoughts based on his own experience. So uh, it's worth checking out. Um, but I th- certainly think it does – on the website and in the okay. show notes I, of the I, of the show. I think it certainly gets at the 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 power disparity, imbalance of power. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think it misses the fact that the Israelis blockade the Palestinians, so they don't even have enough cement to build buildings. And you know, in some ways, it it makes it more neutral. It it sounds like a more neutral comparison. You know, a big brother needs to. Yeah, yeah, and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he he, he wasn't. He wasn't trying to 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 look at it that way. He's. Just no, one specific just aspect of the comparison. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yes, exactly. The Israeli – the government of Israel is blockade – especially Gaza. You know, Gaza is just under blockade. Um, yeah, Jammer, by the way, uh, what are the latest – you were looking at them earlier, the latest figures for uh, casualties. And casualties, this is um, – This is before can... we get the latest on ground uh, – you know, I believe Israeli ground forces have actually gone into the Gaza Strip. Yeah. So there could yeah, be – Well, they have. You know, the, yeah. yeah, well, there. So they I mean, we could be for it yesterday. So there could be vicious house to house fighting. I don't know, 
that could be. And if there is, that's going to that's gonna make it so much worse. Yeah. But as of the la- the latest numbers were, what were they, John? Sorry. So um, the latest numbers, like throughout this conflict from the beginning, and the, it did start with some um, some lower level violence, uh, and it ballooned out of a court case um, that the um, Israeli Supreme Court made a decision on that the Palestinians did not like. And I can – honestly, I will – link the, the link to that um of the of the conflict because it is pretty detailed um dispossessing but, people homeowners in huh? sheikh jara i think is how it how this particular round yeah. of violence started um yeah. mm-hmm. basically it was a, a decision that benefited israel again but um surprise but um there were like over 500 uh people injured um as of as of today and uh about a hundred Palestinians dead. Um and as far as I can tell, like fifteen Israeli citizens, including a child, twenty-seven children on the Palestinian side. So it's there is a there is definitely a power imbalance there. Um there have been airstrikes on uh on on the um palestinian people in that area and in in, in the gaza strip yeah, yeah. um also and some we, spectacular footage of buildings collapsing uh uh into rubble after being bombed so oh, you know, yeah if, yeah if, if, if you if you like seeing flames and destruction then and you know for real you know, movies aren't doing it for you yeah and you know those buildings probably had people in them so that's Some great. of them actually apparently had uh, 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 news organizations and other yeah uh, and and uh, you know international aid groups and yes, so forth. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They there were a few buildings that had international news outlets and media outlets in them, which is distressing, um, to say the least. But uh, the yeah the um, there's just the the. the the, the like like you said the power imbalance here is is stark and um it is a the 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 violence that has been that is being brought upon the Palestinian people is in it, it, it is enormous um and I don't want to speak for the rest of the show but uh the reason i said that at the top like because yes the the um idf the israeli defense force uh the israeli um political structure it's just hammering on the palestinian people uh not and also you know they just keep pushing territory and taking territory away from from the the what little territory they have left the the and it's just uh, I I can't even think of a, another way to put it. Terrible. That's yeah. but it just it doesn't is seem awful. like it's it's a good word for it. That's the only thing I can think of. Awful, um, distressing. Uh, um, is it is it genocide? Is it ethnic maybe. cleansing? What say? I said, is it genocide? Is it ethnic cleansing? I, ethnic I cleansing. I would say yes. Uh, definitions, but like. Yeah. My immediate sense would be yes. Um, 
Yeah. Which has been I agree with you guys. Like going on for decades, you know. Since so. the, since the Israel was given the property, and was yeah. it after World War Two? You know, like nobody 47? was living there. Forty-seven, I think, is when the uh, yeah, yeah, forty-seven Palestinian partition it was happened. owned yeah. by the, the British and yeah. then given, you know, but there were you know people there. That's that's a whole thing. There were people there. Yeah, I actually saw a tweet of uh, about this um, under like someone posted a like the news article and everything. Someone underneath said, "Can can someone tell me what like what the conf what why um why American." Uh, the American political system is so behind Israel and there are so many reasons. Um, but for the most part, uh, the, the two major ones, the two major things are one money. There's a lot of money, uh, in the lobbying, uh, from private public organizations, um, that support in the U S in the U S yes. I'm talking about the U S yes, definitely. Um, uh, Lisa a lot of evangelical AIPAC, Christian obviously. dominionists, and yes, Zionists. Um, because no, Zionists of, are often Jews, but I mean, like evangelical Christian dominionists, even, yeah, sorry, who I, who I very specifically want Israel to exist because they believe that it's going to enable uh, the actual, you know, uh, end of the world and and Christ coming back and destroying yeah. everything and 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 whatever. So you know they, they they are they are hoping that this is going to usher in the apocalypse. Yeah, there's there are certain conditions that need to be met for the end times to be, and one of them is um, you're talking uh, about Christian religion. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of them, according is, to some particular uh, people, yes. Yeah. One of them is. Um, Israel um, controlling um, Palestine, I believe. The Jews returning to the temple, I believe, yeah. is, is how it's phrased. So, but it's been a while since I read the revelation of John the Divine. So, um, so yeah, the, the the and this this conflict is having having ripple effects in the the American political system. Obviously, uh, um, there have been people that have been. Uh, showing support for Israel uh, that have been getting a lot of backlash. Yang, for example, um, posted something. Oh, Andrew Yang. Yes, uh, right. Andrew Yang, for example, uh, um, said said something. In support he was Israel. running for mayor of New York. He is running for mayor of New York. He's actually, as yeah. far as I know, he's still a front runner for the for the job. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, which surprised the hell out of me. For the longest time, I just thought like he was just an idiot. Oh, he, the like, power of name ideas, recognition, I guess. But mm -hmm. he just couldn't. He doesn't know how to, you know, speak without putting his foot in his mouth. But now I'm like, oh, jeez, I just don't have respect for the man. And he he uh he tweeted out like this a uh, kind of apology, and it's just. Well, Obviously, Gal Gadot is is in favor of Gadot. Um, it's 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 no, it's it's a Hebrew name, not a French name. So I mean, you look at it, and right, like if it was a French sorry. name, it, no, no, it's just it'd be like if Brigitte Bardot. She's French. We're Gal talking Gadot. about Wonder Woman. We yes. are. Yeah, she's Good Israeli. Know. Yeah, yeah, Gal Gadot. I know um, she's Israeli. Yeah, yeah. She, and why are we I mean, talking just about like her? Everybody else, she was a, like she's Jesus Israeli celebrity who had a statement. So what was it, Jamra? Uh, just like every every other uh, 
like in Israel, uh, um, uh, serving in the defense forces is, is compulsory. Mm-hmm. So she was in the defense force, you know, like, so she, she's always been very, um, in like, uh, supportive of the IDF. Um, Fun so. fact, the city councilor for my ward, mm-hmm. Ward 7 mm-hmm. in Northampton, the, not the not Mayori, the current one, Rachel, um, the, the previous one, and I'm trying to blank on her name, is was in the Israeli military and goes back three or four months a year and is an Israeli citizen. So our city councilor for many years here mm-hmm. was an Israeli warrior. The, uh, the like... It's okay. it's not I'll give her name in a minute. question to make the assumption that if someone is an is an Israeli citizen and lived in Israel, then they served in Must the serve. Israeli military. So yep. in some in some capacity. When they, when they were talking about the the ammo and stuff for Walmart and the police station here, and she mm-hmm. she was very insightful because she'd used all the weapons and could speak yeah. to them. It was very interesting. It was the last thing in the world I expected to come out of her mouth, but it was, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun to have somebody so knowledgeable just sit there and, you know, that she's a mild-mannered citizen from Ward 7, and turns out she had this long history of... Uh, very interesting experiences. So. I would call it interesting. I wouldn't call it fun. Yeah. Well, I meant fun because people don't usually expect women. So it was it was fun from a feminist point of view. It was, you know, to watch the guys kind of get pushed back on their haunches. I guess. So for me, it was fun from that direction. Sorry, such a feminist. Um, so I heard a really... apologize for being a feminist? <laughs> We're all feminists. Well, maybe because I'm conservative. <laughs> Everyone's a <laughs> conservatives are not supposed to be. So this is a this is a great analysis, and you guys will critique it and tell me if it's got any ring of um, truth to right. it. We got two so minutes. I heard it. Let's uh, go. Yes. Okay. So here's the good hand. Um, so Netanyahu just they just had an election, and he did not win a majority. So he was in the middle of forming a trying to form a coalition government for like the third or fourth time. Mm-hmm. And this time he was um, getting the support of there's a um, party that's uh, mostly um, um, Palestinian Arab. And um, they were about to form a government when the violence broke out. And the theory is that um, people could not have it. They couldn't have him forming really a peaceful, um, collaborative government. Um, and getting a majority through this instead of going through, because I think usually he's gone with the other conservative parties and has formed a coalition government that way. Mm -hmm. And this time they were lining up and it was about to happen. And that some of the violence that started may have started to prevent um, that from happening. I thought that was an interesting analysis because it is true that they just had an election and he was having trouble getting a majority. And it looked like they might almost have to go back to elections again. And now they, I think they definitely will have to. So yeah. I don't know there if you guys can a, speak uh, to any of that. There was a the uh, an issue with the um, Palestinians where the uh, where their president, I believe, postponed their elections, and uh, people were uh, there were some protesters that were saying that that was to try to solidify his power or something like that. And they were all, Oh yeah. To prevent this that. from happening. Maybe. Yeah. I, don't know. Huh? I have, I, I don't know about the, about this particular 
thing. So we'll the just timing. leave the grenade right there. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's don't a touch it. I didn't pull the pin out. <laughs> well, it's 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 a complicated uh, stew of factions and interests. The Palestinian Authority mostly controls the West Bank and is dominated by the Fatah faction, which was you know uh, originally Yasser Arafat's PLO group, and uh, Gaza I is controlled. Liked him. Yes, sir. I did like this. You know, he he was a murdering terrorist. What wasn't the like? Um, But the um, uh, but uh, Hamas controls the uh, (laughs) right. Uh, Hamas controls the Gaza Strip, and they're uh, rather than trying to push for a Palestinian state, they're like you know more into you know direct armed confrontation with Israel, um, which is you know a thing. So. Hamas and Fatah don't don't get along at all, and they're fighting over, you know, who's the authentic voice of the Palestinian people. And so one reason why I think the the Palestinian Authority suspended its elections is uh, as this violence is breaking out, it's just, uh, you know, uh, uh, at this point, holding an election is just going to make it more likely that Hamas is going to... you know, make inroads on their power base in the West Bank. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah certainly very, that's one very... analysis. Another analysis I saw that was quite interesting. Um, and I, but, and by the way, I'm, I, I'm, I haven't read the piece you read, you, you mentioned, so I'm, I'm, I yeah. don't know. I'm a little skeptical just because, you know, people like, you know, the Shas movement and, you know, uh, are just, you know, Avigdor Lieberman and his people, like, there's no way they would work with a Palestinian group. So they've, they've said that repeatedly. So I, I think the point is that there's no way yet Netanyahu could bring in, uh, you know, Arab members of the Knesset to join his right wing uh, uh, Jewish conservative bloc without losing some of the far right members of his group to bring in the others. So I think that's why there's been this you know they're on their fourth election in three years, I think. Um, yeah, and that's a big part of why. But uh, what I thought was interesting was um, there was uh, might have been in Slate, but uh, somebody sort of opined that uh, part of the reason why Netanyahu hasn't been able to form a government is because a lot of the players dislike him specifically, and the cloud of his three different corruption trials is further limiting his ability to to bring people into his into his side yeah. and that if he were out of the picture uh a, well, you know, a hard right yep. government would be would be able to 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 form in uh, in, in in the Knesset so oh, a hard right government oh yeah Oh, yeah, boy. yeah, there'd yeah, be enough people. Is, I mean, it is on that side. Well, and and note the quote unquote left wing opposition is, if I unless things have changed, I, I mean, you know, I I didn't think to check on this, but last I checked, uh, the head of sort of the the quote unquote left wing opposition to Netanyahu was run by Benny Gantz, who I believe is still the defense minister, so the guy overseeing the operation to you know roll tanks into Gaza. So, um. Yeah, he you know, like I think, I think, I think if as it comes to Netanyahu, this conflict with the Palestinians, yes, yes, I, I, he did. They they were two major uh, rival figures. But I mean, at, at, at this point, it really comes down to if you're if one is a Palestinian, uh, all of the options from Israel are are 
pretty terrible or almost all of them. I, mean, I think there are a few groups that are dedicated to the idea of like, may, hey, we're all human beings. Maybe we should live together. But that's that is the thing. the um, as far as I know, that is the my they are the minority. Um, yeah, in the political policy structure of Israel. It's really great. Good times. So uh <laughs> We, we're we right at the half hour break here. So let's take a short break and then we'll come back and uh, maybe continue on this, maybe move to something less depressing. Uh, let's do that. <laughs> we're going to take here. a break here on civil politics on Valley Free Radio, play some PSAs, promos and station IDs. And we'll be back with more in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. As the COVID-19 vaccines become available, you may be asking yourself, should I get it? Will it help me get back to doing the things I love, like meeting friends or traveling? And can I do it without putting my family at risk? You've got questions. That's normal. So visit GetVaccineAnswers.org for the latest information on the COVID-19 vaccines. Getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. It's up to you. A message brought to you by the Ad Council and the CDC. You have the right to know. The right to know about culture. The right to know about the economy. The right to know about technology and to know about sports. You have the right to know about education and politics and the weather. You have the right to know what's happening abroad and in your backyard. But above all else, you have the right to know that this right is under attack and we must work to protect it because in order to be free we must be informed understand the threats protectpressfreedom.org hey this is wendy host of valley free radio subculture music program featuring new wave post-punk indie and electronic music from the 70s to today join me every friday night from 8 to 10 p.m here on wxoj or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back. 
This is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm here with Sue Timberlake and also with Jama Roberts. And Jama, you had a sort of a quick point you wanted to make about uh, yeah. talking about uh, Israel and the U.S. relationship with it before we maybe move on to other things. Go ahead. I I um didn't want to forget this other important point because we are talking about the the why the U.S. supports Israel so much uh, politically, um, and I mentioned uh, lobbying money and uh, and Mike mentioned the um, evangelical Christian angle, but we also cannot forget that the U.S. considers um, Israel a friend in a very U.S. Uh, anti-U.S. area. Um, it is a safe harbor in the Middle East, and there are not a lot of those that we have. So when uh, so when we're talking about Israel, and uh, you know, during the break, we were like, uh, I forget who said, it, but you know, like, how can we, how can we have an effect? And I'm like, we can, we can easily have an effect on them. Uh, we can just stop giving them money or support. But that the president as the commander in chief is going to think real hard and long about that because uh he needs a place to you know send off drones from and and everything like that so i'm not saying it's good i'm saying that's what it is and i would pragmatic. be not to to i had a pragmatic that goes into if we need if we should need that anyway because of why we need that and and mm, um it, good point you know like do we have the political will to actually stand up for any sort of principles but um that is but i don't want to only so long as it doesn't off. cost us anything but uh yeah. well the, the the history certainly includes the cold war confrontation israel starting in 1947 you know that was that was the same year as the uh, uh john Kennan, Kennan published the uh the x essay uh, outlining the containment uh doctrine against the soviet union if i remember correctly and uh israel was uh a long time and valuable proxy uh uh, you yes. know, a presence for the United States in the Levant and, you know, Egypt and Syria and other states in the area were part of the Soviet orbit. They were, in many cases, satellite states for the Soviets and used Soviet, you know, so like Soviet military equipment for the Arabs and uh, American military equipment for the Israelis. And, you know, you have a, a, a handy testing ground to work out the kinks for right. when the, the great Are you powers saying that there. Israel is our satellite? <laughs> Certainly, I think that was true in, within the structure of the uh, uh, Cold War Original. geopolitical dynamic. Uh, you know the way they would talk about. You know, Israel was our satellite, and say Syria was the Soviet Union's. Now that the Soviet Union is gone, it obviously changes the dynamics and the the, the rationale. But again, one reason why Bashar al-Assad is still in power in Syria is because the Russians intervened to help him directly because he was their one. Uh, re, you know, reliable connection in the area. Yeah. You know, the United States has done a pretty good job of freezing the the Russians out of the Middle East, but not in Syria. So, and what was that city they just wiped out in Syria, where the uh, 
opposition was. I forget the name of it. It was one that the presidential candidate didn't recognize. I can't think of the name of the the, the city. You mean Gary Johnson? It was a, yeah. What it, they asked Aleppo? him about something he didn't. Aleppo. That was it. Yeah, he thought it was dog food or something. It's horrifying. Anyway, but Aleppo got flattened. Yeah, and. Hopefully, Palestine is not going to be flattened. So yeah. the Gaza uh, Strip. I I, I hope else. so, but I'm not I'm not confident about that. I don't see how I'd it like ends any other way. You hope not. An official submission of uh, request to change topic. Here's my form fifty seven A. Well, you are the producer, so I guess we'll do it your way. Um, All in favor, say aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, aye. Yeah. Aye, aye. Use it. My advice, use it irresponsibly and capriciously. That's the best way to really, you know, use power and enjoy it. That's that's how you lose power. Always surprise people. (laughs) No, that's how you enjoy power. And then you seize it and then you crush your enemies. And when when the uprising starts, then you lure the rebels into a trap and destroy them with your fully operational battle station. Oh, wait. I think this plan actually doesn't work. Um, anyway. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Sue, you wanted to talk so about a pipeline or something. <laughs> yeah, so instead of just using raw power, just attack, you know, with the electronically hack it. And look there at what they did to the East Coast with the hack of the pipeline. Oh, the Southeast. Was that Columbia? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh... <laughs> um, Colonial Pipeline. Uh, colonial pipeline, yeah, colonial aptly pipeline. named. Um, it, uh, Thank you. They runs more than yeah, Columbia, miles from Houston, Texas to Linden, New Jersey. Hmm. It transports forty five percent of the gasoline, jet fuel, and diesel for the east coast of the United States, according to the company. It was attacked. It was, uh, um, it's, it, it, there was ransomware installed on its network. Uh, the networks were, were compromised. They shut down the, uh, the pipeline. Main, um, yep, the main line. Yeah. So there has been a gas shortage in the, um, Southeast, which is, which has been crazy. Um, people just hoarding gas because, Yep, they get worried, and they yeah. everybody filled up every tank. And uh, did you see? I saw this today. I don't know if you guys saw it. That they um, they they're saying the company paid a ransom. That they that they caved because they yeah. needed to get their system back online. I, and what what do you guys? If they I've did, what do you think I've heard that they paid that? a five million dollar ransom. I don't know. Um, the the. The only thing I'm I I I you know can swear is true is that the CEO of the company had to uh stand up and answer the question who runs barter town but um tina turner wasn't available for comment i was like that's a that's a that's a that's a, that's a. mad max beyond thunder dome reference ha <laughs> ha yeah that's a quote from something yeah, I, uh, oh right you you're you're a baby you don't remember that i remember mad max okay, i didn't well. watch mad max <laughs> Yeah, well, the movie came out when I was like 15, so you know, oh. you were like probably like two. Oh, you baby! Yeah. <laughs> oh, and who yeah. doesn't like Tina Turner? <laughs> I mean, t- the Tina Turner, notwithstanding. Um, so yeah, this this has been really, 
wild and, and it really uh shows how vulnerable our our networks are and how vulnerable our our different systems are i mean this isn't a u.s run system so we can't really uh it's not really something that the like the government can do something obviously but if memory um, serves nine years ago the democrats introduced a bill to uh uh sort of implement legal requirements for private corporations to uh you know, it's guidelines for them to follow to protect their uh, their their data networks and whatnot. Yeah, um, which the Republicans, I believe, you know, stonewalled in Congress. What? No, yeah. they wouldn't do that. Does seem it does seem that kind of sound like them. Yeah, well, <laughs> I I mean, it does seem like a short sighted decision today. I'm not quite sure why they thought it was something they had to do, other than I guess you know, well, if Obama wants it. You know, we should we should stop it. I would you know. say I that think it's Jay, because... Jay Johnson, hmm? the head of Homeland Security, he did a lot of he had them do a lot of analyses of all those kinds of things and the uh, vulnerabilities and the need to harden a lot of our um, I'll call it critical infrastructure, you know, grids and um, pipelines and stuff. So I I think there were a lot of analyses that showed that there were huge huge holes in our ability to protect our critical infrastructure. Oh, I mean, it's not unlike for decades. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Jay did a lot of um, sort of, you know, doing the analysis and showing the vulnerabilities, which made everybody nervous. But I think they did a lot of looking at just lots and lots of, I mean, he had volumes and volumes from what I've heard on, on his shelf um, for that. But um, look at, look at what's going on in chips right now. You know, people are having trouble manufacturing cars because there's certain kinds of chips that we don't make here anymore. And that um, they're, I think they're made in, uh, aren't they made in Hong Kong? And that's why. Uh, um, it depends. China, some, are, China. some are China, um, some, some are in like mainland China, uh, uh, Hong Kong, um, some in uh, Korea, Taiwan. South Korea, um, Taiwan. And there's they, something. The problem is that I think there's are, something in. Taiwan that nobody else can make at this point that Apple requires. So there's some superstar process that's only in ta Taiwan, I think, at the moment. But all that stuff that that's really critical to national survivals. You know, if you, it, it's amazing if you have all the uh, rare earths, you're the only ones mining them. I mean, you can drive the prices up like there's no tomorrow. Right now, the price of catalytic converters is off the wall for. Um, for cars because of the metals that are in them. I think rhodium just went up by a factor of 250 times the value just in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, so, you know, it's like there, people are playing with the market. There are, they, I'm I, I'm going to post an article from Slate about this as well. It's titled, um, uh, The Reason You Still Can't Find a New Car or PlayStation 5. It's because of a semiconductor shortage. Um and one of the things is that the uh, there was you know the pandemic, so many manufacturers had to shut down. The other thing is that uh, the demand for laptops and monitors and all sorts of electronics, you know, right. skyrocketed in the last year. Um, yeah. I don't know if you, anybody remembers. You couldn't find but, one on a shelf. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't find a laptop. But I was looking for a webcam um, last year. Uh, for when I was streaming and uh, there was one that people suggested, oh, this is like 50, 70 bucks. And I went on Amazon. It was like 125. 
because capitalism but um <laughs> but there what the are, market will bear <laughs> yeah but the the other thing is that um there are tech companies that are hoarding these uh like semiconductors as well um chinese tech companies hoarding semiconductors in anticipation of u.s sanctions they're restricting the country's access to chip technology um major factories have been halting also people mining bitcoin that Hmm. There's a reason why uh, graphics cards are so expensive over the past like five, ten years. Uh, they have doubled in price because people because you need to have a good graphics engine, a uh, good a good GPU, a graphics um, to uh, to mine for Bitcoin. So. so. I don't want to spend time on that on the show, but sure. uh, I would like to understand why that's the case. I don't really get that, but it, it doesn't matter other than the Bitcoin okay. is terrible and we should <laughs> abolish it. I, I can The simplest answer is that it takes a lot of specific computing power. Um, you need to – the machine needs to be able to, to run some processes and the, the graphics card, especially high-end ones, have their own – uh, processors in them. It's a graphical processing unit. So it has its own discrete processing unit, which can be used to constantly process this information. So um, right. it allows, but, uh, like the more, the more graphics cards you have in a certain system, you can link them all together and then it's easier to, to mine for Bitcoin. Right. I, I, I don't want to get in get into yeah, sure. uh, what the heck the, mining for Bitcoin really means, but yeah, it has I, I, an in, yeah. environmental impact. Yes, oh God, yep, yeah, a big one. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, so uh, crazy pie in the sky notion I've been been sort of thinking about for a while. But uh, what do you think about uh, uh, you know mining the moon? You know, looking for platinum and other good stuff up there. You know, I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I, we should plant another American flag, of course, on the well, moon. There, we were there first, so planned, right, in like twenty twenty five. Yeah. Something. Well, I think the 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 upside is if we start, you know, we could if we extract minerals from the moon, we don't have to dig up, you know, precious and protected uh, uh, landscape here on Earth. You know, we don't have to dig up a, you know burn down a, or dig up a rainforest in order to, you know, mine for stuff on the moon. Um, I mean, admittedly- You can top off a mountain on the moon without without anybody complaining except for the people that live there. <laughs> exactly. There's no water supply to contaminate. And if you're really worried about the aesthetics, we could always have, have people do it on the dark side. So- I'm, uh, I'm more worried that about- about how mining rights on on a celestial body that is not Earth would be handled, because first I come hate, first. Yeah, no. uh, I com I completely agree. We need to work no, out an international no. protocol. <laughs> but <happens>. just <laughs> you know, I, 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 I darn right that is bad, bad, bad capitalist, and also probably bad nationalist too. Like you know, we, we, yeah. we, we yeah. don't. We definitely don't need uh, the moon to turn into some kind of, uh, you know, enclave, Colony. colonized area, or whatever. But you know, like if there are, you know, if if we start bringing more resources down to Earth uh, from the moon, 
uh, it could actually fill these supply gaps. So we could keep growing and the, and the population could keep going and we could drive everything into extinction. How perfect is that? Well, uh, the point is, if we don't have to destroy uh, environment to get at these natural resources, if we're able to provide the resources, you know, to, 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 you know, make clean energy batteries and laptops and whatnot, you know, uh, from the moon, we don't have to, you know, engage in conflicts in Africa. And, you know, for example, you know, we don't have to you know, like the, the, you know, the impetus for violence in the Congo actually will change because we won't have to be like, well, dig up the mud with all the coal time. So, but hey, China's I don't know. bought it's, up a lot of the resources, so it'll be great. We'll have to go to the moon to get um, rhodium and they'll just mine it. And, you know, then they'll dump it on the market and drive the moon, the moon landing out of business. But anyway, it's, capitalism, it's wonderful. The, the thing, the <laughs> thing, the thing about this is that you're worried about like conflicts in different areas of the world and um, ravaging the environment. And so you want to move that to the moon? Uh, Good point. There wouldn't be conflicts on the moon. Of course there would be. We'd be shooting lasers at our opponents from the, from the earth (laughs) precipitating solar Uh, flares. I, I, okay. In their general direction. I don't. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, I don't know how we do that. Um, yeah, there there certainly could be you know real problems there. Like if you know if we can't find a way to sort of create a international cartel to handle it. But um, you know the 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 upsides to going to the moon are that uh, because the moon is a, a dangerous environment. Uh, it. It requires a much higher level of cooperation, and we don't have to be digging in anyone's backyard or destroying anyone's, you know, water table. So, you know, or, you know, cutting down trees and, you know, increasing greenhouse gases, you know, in the moon's atmosphere or any of that stuff. So there's, I don't know, there's upsides to it. Plus, you know, the possibility of finding helium-3 so that we could... uh, build uh cost effective uh fusion reactors to actually generate oh, power tritium yeah tritium no heli- uh helium uh, like helium with extra neutrons do you want to do you anyway. want to you want to mine in the Ar- antarctic no i don't i think Why? afghanistan would be good afghanistan uh, i don't want to mine in, mine in the antarctic because uh you know it it's on earth you know, there's animals live there. There's a biome that's part of the Earth's larger ecosphere. Uh, the ice caps there are uh, uh, a precious, not only pristine. just a precious resource, they're prist- well, a lot of them are pristine, but also, you know, we don't want the ice caps to shrink, you know, like mm-hmm. Antarctic ice caps melting equals massive sea level rise, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, like and methane gas being released. No. <laughs> just I, that's stupid. Um, oh, good point. Well, following out the moon, yes. that would be You're really hard. The moon. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mean, the, no, I it's perfect. John, we're, we're, so much for the tides. I don't want. To, yeah, so much for the tides. We can't do a Jack I, Kirby kind of thing here, John. I we're not. We're want, not the new gods or whatever. I don't want there to be mining. Like, be, unless we can 
as an as a globe as a as a world go there and not have to fight over the minerals that we find there i don't want us doing that this can't be a piecemeal some nations do it and then other nations are are mad about it and then other nations like and then there's like fighting over that i don't want that going to outer space we have enough of that just in space in general we should be treating the moon as a scientific resource until we can get our act together enough to um to use that resource responsibly collectively but i agree i don't want guns on the moon that would happen that would uh, absolutely happen well unless we take steps to 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 change the way we do business yeah i suppose you're right but yeah that's just, that's the problem you know. like if we don't take steps like if we don't change the way that we have that we handle mineral rights the way that we handle um prospecting rights or whatever if we don't handle all that stuff then conflicts like in the Congo and everything are just going to move to the moon. And because there aren't innocents there, it would be a lot more dangerous, a lot faster. Well, it's sort of like maritime law, you know, look at what they do to try and make um, people agree on what the the rules are in the open seas. And it's, yeah, it's endless. Yeah. South China Sea. It's, it's, it's just, uh, it would be I have insane. no faith that we could that we could we could straighten that out and and then start to mine on the moon yeah. collaboratively. I mean, I just money, I don't I have yeah. no faith in humankind. I don't. <laughs> I don't have faith. Which in, is why in I like capitalism. <laughs> I don't have faith in private See, industry. That's the biggest thing. Wait, you oh, like capitalism because you don't trust people to do the right thing? How does that's that work? That's right. I don't. Oh, God, that's a whole. Oh God. Oh uh, yeah. Put that's a whole other that. show. <laughs> Too late. That exploded. I just. That's, what? That's the five. The five hour supplemental will record some Saturday afternoon. Yeah. God. <laughs> I don't want to edit that. If if we allow people to pursue their own economic self interest, I'm sure things will that'll improve things for for the human race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know what's progress and other topics, but anyway. So why did our why did our our gas line get hacked for the money? I guess right or well, because they could. Well, there's capitalism making things better right away. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, this is a depressing <laughs> show. Do you want to just you want to delete it and we'll just. You know, pretend this didn't <laughs> I'm happen this week. This. This, is, this is what we're doing. No, this I mean, no, no, I meant just get rid of it. Just pretend we didn't have this. I'm so depressed now. Oh Thank no! God, tomorrow's. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, maybe uh, listening to some nice music will help cheer you up. And if so, you're in luck because we've got subculture coming up in just a couple of minutes here on Valley Free Radio with Wendy, uh, followed by uh, Mark and Table of Contents at 10 and then OK Asia at midnight. So we've got a great mix of music to take you into the wee small hours here. And uh, a podcast of this show is going to be uploaded to the very streaming services in the wee, in the wee hours of Monday. And uh, we do have a repeat broadcast Monday afternoons at 4. So, But that'll do it for now, I think, for... Uh, for civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. 
to learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.